This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Welcome to Rico Bronia. Buck Showalter is no longer the manager of the New York Mets, which means we're probably not going to talk at all about any of these three games against the Philadelphia Phillies as the Mets win two out of three and they end arguably the most disappointing season in the history of the franchise. I'm not sure how many wins they have because MLB has not informed us yet about that suspended game. Is it a Met victory? Is it a Marlin victory? Does it not count at all? Who the hell cares? The bottom line is this. This season is finally over. And on Sunday morning, maybe early Sunday afternoon, we got the news that I think deep down we mostly expected. And that's the fact with a new team president will come a brand new manager. I'm going to give you my first reaction to this because whether it's a good move or it's a bad move, sometimes your feelings matter. Sometimes how you feel about something matters more so than they should have kept him or thank God he's gone. My first reaction was disappointment that yet again, we are looking for another manager. I'm certainly disappointed for him. I know he's probably upset. He clearly said that after the game and before the game. He wants to keep managing. This was not a quit job by Buck. This was not a resignation job by Buck, despite the Mets giving him that option. He wanted to remain the manager. For me, as a Mets fan, I think for all of us as a Mets fan, this is like a cycle now. Every two years, let's go get a new manager. Since Terry Collins, who had a nice run leading this team, it went from two years of Mickey Calloway getting fired after an above 500 season to Carlos Beltran, who never got a chance to manage because of the Astros cheating scandal, to Luis Rojas, who featured a clunky, not real season of 2020 into a collapse of 2021, where we spent all that time in first place to watch it disappear, to watch him have no idea what was going on in that locker room and look overmatched for the job into Buck. And Buck supplied hope. Buck was the adult. Buck was the man with the resume. Buck Showalter was the guy we all looked at and said, wow, wouldn't this be the greatest way to, quote, finish the story, to come back to New York, win a championship? Oh, this is going to be great. And he had a wonderful first year. Year two was a complete disaster from top to bottom, not all him, but certainly he was a part of it. And it just sucks that we are sitting here again talking about another manager. And talking about another administration, now that part isn't a surprise. We've known for a while 
that Steve Cohen wants to hire a real team president and his ability to not find the right GM over the last couple of years has been, it's been embarrassing. Now, not all of it is his fault, but the reality is this is a franchise that has now had, think about this for a second, five different executives lead the team, five different guys be the face of the franchise. Even though some of them overlapped with each other, five different guys we would look at and say, that guy's running the Mets. It started with Sandy Alderson. It continued with the two guys that are almost interchangeable, Scott and Porter. It went into Billy Epler, and now it's David Stearns. And while Billy Epler's going to remain, let's not be fooled here. David Stearns is running the operation. That has certainly been made clear even before he's been announced officially as the team president. So I'm not mad that they fired Buck. I think they should have fired Buck. I'm thrilled they hired David Stern. So don't misconstrue negativity about where they are now. It's more, this sucks. This sucks that a year removed from winning over 100 games, where we thought maybe there was stability to this organization, even though when you really think about it, that was never going to be the case. Here we are again, starting over. I heard the phrase, a new era of Mets baseball, said multiple times during the broadcast. How many times have we had new eras of Mets baseball? A lot. A lot of new eras. The Omar Minaya era into the Sandy Alderson era, into the three different GM era, into the Brody Van Wagenen era, into the Steve Cohen era, into the Sandy Alderson is back era, into the Porter and Scott for both various different reasons, can't hold the job era, into the Billy Epler era, into the Buck Showalter era, into whatever this era is. The David Stearns, Craig Council era, if that's what it turns out to be. So before we get into the good and the bad, and how much blame Buck deserved, and clearly the conversation of who should replace him, I think it's fair as a Met fan, whether you like the move or hate the move, to kind of look around and say, this stinks. Who the hell wants to go through this every couple of seasons? And that's what this franchise has done for a while. And look, with an owner, you can't fire an owner, and certainly none of us want to fire Steve Cohen, especially because of the checkbook that he has. But this hire of David Stearns and the subsequential hire of the manager, he better get it right. Because so far since he's taken over, I just named all the names. I just went through all the different executives. So I'm excited about the search. I'm excited about the new era of Met Baseball. But it's okay in the moment to say, hey, this, this kind of stinks that it's come to this. Do you share that feeling at all, Pete? I do because, first of all, I'm a very much a big Buck Showalter supporter, even though this year was bad. And I think I said a lot of negative things about him. I'm very much a Buck supporter, and I do believe he loves the game. And he's he got really he has a really good um, outlook of the game. But unfortunately, what the Mets need right now is not Buck Showalter. So that definitely sucks. Like I felt bad for him. I, I really, I really did, and like you said, it's stability. Like we need that. Like in order to succeed, you don't just go and and fire a, a, a manager every two years and all of a sudden walk into a, a World Series. It doesn't happen. It's it's right. not going to. You need to be able to have like Council's been with the with the Brock, Milwaukee Brewers what for six seven years. They made the playoffs five out of six years. That's 
that's stability. We need oh, that. Yeah. No question. Craig Council, uh, his first season managing Milwaukee was the year before David Stearns got there. So he's had a very, very long run in Milwaukee. And, you know, even across town with the Yankees, I know Yankee fans always scream and yell about firing Aaron Boone. Since Buck Showalter was removed as the Yankees manager after the 1995 season, they have hired three managers, Joe Torre, Joe Girardi, and Aaron Boone. In that same time frame, are you ready? Dallas Green, Bobby Valentine, Art Howe, Willie Randolph, Jerry Manuel, Terry Collins, Mickey Calloway, Carlos Beltran, Luis Rojas, Buck Showalter, and whoever they hire will be the 11th guy. So while the Yankees have had three guys, and all of them have supplied some level of stability, I know Joe Torre had a bulk of it, but Girardi's run was long, and even Boone's run has been pretty long. I mean, since Aaron Boone's taken over, the Mets have gone through Mickey Calloway, Carlos Beltran, Luis Rojas, Buck Showalter, and again, whoever takes the job. And it, yes, I did say Carlos Beltran's name because he was the Met manager. Whether it was the Mets' fault or not for deciding to move on from him, he was hired to be the manager. So anytime I do one of these lists of how many managers they've gone through and the lack of stability this franchise has had, I owe it to us to say his name because for a few months he was going to be the manager. And I look at the history of this franchise. The Mets are now on a streak. They're on a crazy streak where they have had, and I guess for the sake of this, I won't include Beltran because he never managed a game. They have now gone through three managers in a row who've gone two and out. Two years as manager and then gone. Mickey Calloway, 18 and 19, gone. Rojas, 20 and 21, gone. Buck, 22-23, gone. In the history of this franchise, they've only had four managers who have done that or less. Joe Frazier in the 70s, George Bamberger in the 80s before Davey, Buddy Harrelson and Jeff Torberg back-to-back in the early 90s. So. Even in our history, which has not been the most stable, this is the most instable period in the history of the franchise. And look, we'll spend a lot of time talking about what went wrong this season and highlighting everything. But I'll give you one factoid right off the top. Far and away, this is the biggest drop-off in win total this franchise has ever had. Coming into this year, the biggest drop-off in wins was between 1976 to 1977, where they went from 86 wins to 64 wins, which is a loss of 22 games. Depending on what is announced with that mystery game against the Marlins, they will have gone from 101 wins to, in all likelihood, 75 wins. That's 26 games. That's a lot. There was only one year in the history of the franchise where they dropped off by 20 games or more, and it's the year I just gave. So this has been an all-time disaster season, and Buck Showalter, right or wrong, was the captain on this ship while it sank. Yeah, you can't, you, you can't have that type of drop-off and not go unscathed. That, that's literally what it is. I mean, and unfortunately, no matter how much you love Buck, it, it, there's so many different issues here. The coach has got to take half of the blame. I mean, look at look at Gabe well, Kapler even in, in San Francisco. I'll give you another example. While I've been very skeptical about how bad the Met clubhouse was, I think it's kind of a chicken and egg thing. 
And Gary Cohn even alluded to this during the broadcast. When you win, the chemistry is amazing. When you lose, ah, the chemistry stinks. And we've spent a lot of time talking about it. We'll spend more time talking about it during the offseason. But if you're a believer that the Met locker room had issues, well, then, of course, the manager should feel a lot of that blame. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think a big part of why Luis Rojas lost his job after the 2021 season was certainly not his baseball acumen. It was certainly not him not knowing baseball. A part of it was he fell completely out of touch with what was going on in that locker room. And we had a weekly spot with him at the time, Craig and I, and we had him on every single week. And there were times where I beat him up a little bit, a little bit, but he seemed to not know what was going on, not with baseball, but what was going on in that room. So if you're a believer that this room had any kind of issue this year, well, then how do you not criticize Buck Walter for that? So I think for a myriad of reasons, the Mets made the right choice for a myriad of reasons. Number one, that. Number two, the failure we just talked about. This was a complete, utter failure in which he deserves part of the blame. I'm so sick of hearing, well, it's not his fault. I always hear that about managers. No one's saying it's their fault. Like, the whole season crumbled because of him. I'm not saying that. If I made a list of blame, and trust me, we will, there'll be a podcast called The List of Blame. I'm not even saying Buck's in the top five, but he gets some blame. And... Real quick, without getting into specifics, I'll give you a few. I think the biggest blame was his insistence and loyalty to guys like Daniel Vogelback, who he continued to run out there every single day until now, until the final three weeks of the year, where, by the way, I forgot Vogelback was on the roster. Like, he doesn't even exist. It's amazing. He disappeared. The inability to give Mark Vientos that opportunity early in the season, even Francisco Alvarez at times. So I think his handling of young players and loyalty to veterans. And before you say, Evan, that's not him. That's Billy Epler. That's the GM. My counter, that's always going to be this. I still believe the manager in general makes out the lineup card. I do. Do they have a lot more influence coming from the analytics department and the general manager's office? Absolutely. They get more information than ever. But ultimately, Buck Showalter made that decision until we're told otherwise. So I don't usually fall into the knee-jerk reaction of, well, he didn't make that decision. No, no, he did make that decision. Some of those bullpen decisions this year, some of those non-pinch hitting decisions this year that we went through, that's him. He didn't have a great year. He didn't. Doesn't mean he's the reason they dropped off by 26 games, but he damn well contributed to it. But the real reason, the real reason, and I thought Steve Cohen gave a very interesting answer when he met the media after the game. The real reason there needed to be a change is because you just hired a team president. And that team president needs to make the decision on who the manager is. Period. Stop. And I forget who asked it, but it's a great question. I think it was Mike Puma. Mike Puma said, so Steve, you're going to bring in David Stearns either way, which seems 
likely. This team could have won 95 games. They could have won the division. They wanted to hire a president of baseball operations. Cohen's talked about it for a while. They've always had their high on David Stearns. If the Mets had success, was Stearns going to still replace Buck? And you know what the answer is? Probably yeah. Yeah. And it would have caused a lot more controversy, and there would have been a lot more arguments about it. But ultimately, when you are bringing in a completely new executive to run a franchise, which is what David Stearns is, and he has a resume, unlike Billy Epler, who doesn't really have an impressive resume, if we're being honest, David Stearns does a much more impressive resume. David Stearns is going to get to decide who the manager is. And David proved in his time in Milwaukee that he was open-minded. Because remember, he inherited Craig Council and decided to keep him. Council had taken over a year earlier. He was still a young, relatively unknown quantity as a manager. We certainly knew who he was as a player, but unknown as a manager. And David Stearns decided to keep him. So he'd already shown us he's got an open mind. Buck Showalter is a known, known quantity. We know what he is. And does he have a really good resume? Absolutely. Does he have a Hall of Fame resume? Probably a little bit short, despite what Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso said. And those are very complimentary things. And maybe some other time we'll do a Buck Showalter Hall of Fame podcast. But David Stearns has to hire his guy. The question's going to be, who is his guy? Is it the obvious answer or is it something we're not looking for? So emotionally, there was disappointment upon hearing the news that here we go again. The Mets are looking for a new manager. The lack of stability in this franchise continues. But now when you think about should they have made the move or should they not have made the move, the answer to me is clearly yes. They needed to move on from Buck, not because he's an idiot, not because he can't manage, but because in this situation coming off the year they came off of, a year in which people are questioning the locker room, well, then the manager's dead. But more importantly than any of that, the number one reason Buck Showalter needed to go was David Stearns. And we're going to find out if David Stearns is going to go down as an all-time great executive or he's going to be a guy we curse at. Because everything he did in Milwaukee is a nice resume to look at, and it's nice to know his background, but it's all about what you're going to do here. It's about, are you going to re-sign Pete Alonso? What pitching are you going to add? What guys are you going to draft? And yes, who are you going to hire to manage this team? So they made the right move. It was a weird day, no question about it. I think the game, and look, game 162, or in this game 161, whatever you want to call it, is always a weird day when your season's over. It's just a strange day. Because even Saturday, I was at the doubleheader, at least parts of both games. You're still thinking about the game. You're still thinking about the young players that are playing. You're still thinking about, hey, can we win this game? When you get to that final game of the year and there's nothing on the line, you kind of go through the motions a little bit as a fan and not even think like, well, does any of this matter? Even though the day before didn't matter, it feels like the last day of the year really doesn't matter. So this game got completely overwhelmed by the Buck news, by the debate amongst Met fans which quickly pivoted from should they have fired him into, well, who are they going to hire? Who should they bring in? So it was a nice tribute that the Mets did before the game set up by Eric Chavez, where everybody came out and they were cheering him as he exchanged the lineup card. And Balk handled everything with class, and he handled his postgame press conference. And this time I laughed. 
you know, while he was managing over the last two years, sometimes his jokes would bother me. I'd say, you're not funny. Stop making zings. Just talk about the game. But I think knowing, all right, he's not managing this team. There's a decent chance he's never going to manage again, and he wants to manage again. And he is a good dude. No one has an issue with Buck Showalter as a human. I found his humor to be more endearing than it had been during the course of the regular season. He only wanted to talk about Jose Budo. He talked about all the injuries that happened. He's concerned about Francisco Alvarez, which got me concerned. And he starts saying that. I'm concerned about Alvarez. He's concerned about Alvi. I'm like, geez, don't scare me. We've had enough crap go on this season. He didn't really want to talk about what happened. And I think the first question was, were you thinking about this being your last game? What was going through your mind? And he's like, I was just trying to win. I was just trying to win a baseball game, which, by the way, they didn't. They got their asses kicked in the ninth inning. Their bullpen imploded. They lost nine to one. <laughs> in case, in case you didn't see any of that game, this is a weird Rico. I don't think we're going to talk about any of those games. And we could talk about that doubleheader. Adam Ottavino doesn't know how to hold on a base runner. That drove me nuts. Oh my god, that drove me so effing nuts. In game one of this doubleheader, is the Phillies are rallying, and this dude is stealing second. He's stealing third with less than two outs, and Ottavino doesn't even look over. Now, to his credit, got a big strikeout, got the flyout. Mets win four to three, but gee, Adam, can you freaking look over? Can you attempt to hold a base runner on? And then obviously Alvarez had the big game too with a couple of home runs. Yippity doo dah, the Mets sweep the Philadelphia Phillies. It doesn't mean anything. But the whole game was about Buck. It was like a Buck tribute game. Well, could I, the one thing I will say about this this final weekend series, it was good that they were facing. Like, at least I enjoyed. The fact that they were playing a division rival in the Phillies, the fact that like it didn't make a difference sucked. But like next year, they're playing the Brewers at the final week of the season. This year, the Yankees faced the the freaking Kansas City Royals. Like it was such a out of place for like the end of the season. I, I feel like they really need to find a way to even out these divisions to get like if expansions coming, add two more teams. These this last weekend needs to be the division rival. It's always, it's always weird. I mean, especially in the case of the Astros and Diamondbacks, they're playing freaking interleague play, and those games mattered. You know, the Astros are playing for the AL West, which they won. The Diamondbacks were playing for a wild card spot, which they eventually got into the last wild card spot. Those to me are more awkward than anything. But when you're out of it, it doesn't matter, <laughs> is the way I view it. Like when you're out of it, they could have played the Phillies, they could have played the Tigers, they could have played the freaking Yankees for all I cared. It was, it really, it really didn't mean anything. But it was certainly, when I was there Saturday, it was, it's always emotional when you go to your last game of the year because you got to remember, you're not going to be there for six months. And if you go to a lot of games during a season, it's your home away from home. It's your ballpark. So Saturday, being there for parts of both games, I was looking around trying to smell the hot dog, smell the popcorn, smell everything in that ballpark and say to myself, wow, I ain't going to see this place for a while because it's a long, long off season. Long off season. 